A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We don't need to do the theme tune because Phil's just whistling it there. <laughs> before before we do the theme tune and get started with this Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, I think we should play the Hask and Cowhead, a.k.a. Sam Burgess. Uh, one, that last, one last time. For old time's sake, because it's going to be tinged with a slight sombre sadness now, so go on, Jay. Absolute banter flying around already, <laughs> lads. Hands in and a sombre pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. <laughs> The cowhead is gone. Long live the cowhead. The, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with me, Tim, with JB. Hello, Tim. And with Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, we apologise for this podcast being slightly late. That was my fault. Um, there's been a new addition to my family, so I had to go down and see my nephew. So we're recording this on Monday night rather than usual Sunday night. And you are probably listening to this on Tuesday. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. You can get the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast on iTunes on Acast. You can download the ACAST app, you can subscribe on iTunes, and you can find us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Since we were last here together, Cowhead is gone. We talked about the rumours and the likely move was he was going to go back back to Rugby League. It was likely, but we both, I think we all thought that it wouldn't happen simply because of the £750,000, £800,000 buyout clause in his mm. contract. We all thought that no one would have enough money to do that. Rusty Crow has but, got the money to do that. Yes, of course he does. Uh, and he's gone he is I don't know how to feel about this one there's been a lot of words spoken and a lot said around Sam Burgess I think a lot of people feel quite a lot of sympathy for him don't they uh, do they I think so it's I, I not the emotion that I'm feeling no I don't oh, feel sympathy well, for him. maybe I've got that wrong then I feel a little bit of sympathy towards him I feel a bit of sympathy towards him largely because people seem to have criticised him for going to the World Cup like somehow he should have gone Not- no do you know what Kyle Eastman or Luther Burrell should have my place uh, yeah, yeah okay that, uh, that criticism is wholly misplaced because he is a rugby player trying his best to get selected yeah. and he got selected and it wasn't the right decision but he did admir- he performed admirably in every position he was put in and you cannot blame him at all and anyone who does is well, just doesn't know what they're talking I, about I mean the chat is of course isn't it that he was at centre he moved to flanker, he liked flanker, but then after 10 weeks in the England setup at centre, he wanted to stay at centre, and when Mike Ford put him back to flanker, he wasn't particularly happy about it. I think the argument's with Bath rather than England, you know. Uh, I've not, see, I've not heard that. Yeah. I've thought, uh, my understanding of it, it's family issues that he's, he's saying. Uh, that does sound legitimate to me. It doesn't, it doesn't. Well, so, I can understand him having a difficult time being away from his entire family, who are a very close-knit bunch. But he's known he's signed a three-year deal. Mm. He knew he was going to be on the opposite side yeah, of the world. His fiance is in uh, is in uh, Sydney. 
Well, she was in Bath. His fiance, fiance is Australian, and they are getting married in Sydney in December. But she moved to Bath I mean, with him. We all know. So how the, hard can it be? We all know that the other half can put you under a tremendous amount of pressure by not being happy, right? <laughs> no, and, I don't. I don't. Well, know. some of us know more than others, don't they, Phil? Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Jay. Maybe I'll give him the benefit. Of that. Do you know? What? I don't actually care. No. I don't think he's that relevant. Let's just treat it as a rugby issue. He's entitled to change his mind, isn't exactly he? Exactly right. He came over. He played rugby union. He did well enough to be selected in an By England Stuart squad. Lancaster. He played. <laughs> he played in a World Cup, which was what the ambition was when he signed up. There are so many issues in this that are getting confused, and people are drawing the dots between issues that simply aren't there. So the first issue is. Uh, did Stuart Lancaster mess it up by taking to Walker up and all that? Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But I don't think it had anything to do with this. I just think he likes playing rugby league. I think he likes being hero worshipped in Sydney. His girlfriend is Australian. His, he, I mean, have you ever seen that Slamming Slam documentary? Now, they they look like a very cl- close knit family. To be fair, yeah, all yeah. four of them went to the Souths. I just don't think I don't think these things are necessarily linked. We all thought. There's our Sonny Bill Williams. What an incredible specimen. What an athlete. We was we were more excited I, than anyone when he first signed. I'm not sure I thought he was the Sonny, next Sonny Bill Williams. I thought he was going to be a very... I thought, do you know who I thought he'd be more like? Rocky Elson. Yeah. That yeah. was the one that I thought that it would be more like. But I tell you what we were all wrong on it was his character. He clearly didn't have what it, what it takes to stick about. And, you know, so what? It doesn't really matter. He wasn't really... A world class six. No, in fact, he wasn't no. a world class player. Full stop. Well, no, no but Eng- how many world class players do England have? He, he, he could have been very, very few. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. disappoints me. He's, he isn't currently a world class player, um, but he had the potential to be a world class six. But now, this, there's a positive out of this because Bath now have the money for a world class back row, and no one currently filling that spot. Based on what he was on, plus that 750k buyout fee. They could sign pretty much any back row in the world. 20, uh, sorry, 20, what? Jerome Kano. They could do. Ooh. They could sign Kieran Reid if they wanted to. The funniest thing was, uh, of course, Carl Ferns' reaction to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a bunch of smiley faces. Uh, I'm a big Carl Ferns fan. We I, all are, the big silverback. We love him. I just don't understand. Like, Bath have been really hurt by this. Well, have they? Because he wasn't a huge asset. He was good. Right. I'd still say Carl Ferns is better. And also, if someone Burgess fulfilled his potential, what would he be? Nearly as good as Dave Ewers? You know, because <laughs> Dave Ewers is a quality player. So that's kind of what we're looking at. It's not a huge loss. No. Uh, tell you what, it's going to be, it's bad for us because we like talking about him and he keeps rugby in the national eye. But actually, as a rugby player, it's fairly low-level news. The, the one big sad point out of this whole thing is James Haskell, who hasn't, isn't going to have someone to uh, have the banter flying around with. Absolute banter flying around already, lads. Um, Poor James. Well, I, Poor think he's, I think he's found someone new in um, George Smith. Yeah, Let's have a bit of banter with. And George Smith has a lot of banter around rucks. He does. He really, really gets stuck into those rucks. Uh, the prim- banter, doesn't Do you know he? he's Premiership's most penalised player? <laughs> Is he yeah. already? Hey, before we move into the actual rugby itself, and have your say on anything you hear at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Have you seen the other controversies? So there's the one England rugby... Um, what's, the, what's the word? Where they're, they're doing a big investigation or whatever. Uh, they've got a review. There's all sorts of reviews. They're doing a review. Reviewing. There's another little investigation review, call it what you want, into England kitman Dave or Reg Tennyson, who sent emails to several England players apparently over the summer urging them to invest in... Was it LGO Energy? 
uh, telling the players it was a sure surefire thing, and a bunch of them invested some uh, some serious amounts of money, and instead of going up as the kit man predicted. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, the stock price fell from £3.27 to 50p. Sam Burgess was among those thought to have lost out, and some of the players were said to be angry. And uh, there was even emails when it dropped from £3 odd to £1. He sent further emails saying, don't worry, you can only see it going up from this point. No, and it's not. He is a kit man. He's he's a former Royal Marine. It's whoa, not, whoa, it's not whoa, like whoa. He's, he's Royal not Marine. a geologist. <laughs> he's not like. I thought he's a geologist. Oh, he's not an expert in oil exploration or stock markets. Well, he, I never. He's an ex-Royal Marine and he's the England kit man. He's very good at folding kit and putting it out and making sure it's and putting. I bet he's right. very good at putting creases in trousers. Yes, and shining, shining boots oh, and shoes. Oh, I bet they're very shiny. If you take your advice on investments and mergers and acquisitions and all other financial <laughs> stuff from him, then... You've only got yourself to blame when it Do all... Do you know what, though? I find this hilarious, you know. I mean, my actual day-to-day profession is in, is in investments. And I love these stories. I love them so much. Because sports stars are the most moronic people on earth when it comes <laughs> to this sort of stuff. Uh, there's a story in the Times this week of footballers the losing footballers. up to... 100 million! Yeah. On the hook for 100 million in taxes. Uh, it just shot the advice. 100 million across 100 footballers that you were saying. Some of them losing 7, 10 million each. And here's the thing as well. Um... <laughs> the headline for this it's not even a big story it's uh, shares that rugby players bought went down that could be any share that's what they do that's what they do well uh, we we did try and get an in, a special interview guest on this but Harry Redknapp's dog was uh, unavailable <laughs> um, alright so Sa- Sam Burgess has, has lost a bit of money before he went he yep. played in the World Cup he's gone like you say uh, Bath have got a, a vacancy they need to fill and they can go out and spend but there's some other rumours and other signings that have been going on, isn't there? Well, the the signing this week, there was a big willy wonty, but Quade Cooper has gone. He was announced last week as a Toulon player and played for them on Saturday uh, in a big win. 50 uh, odd points was it not? A magical Fif- performance as well from Big Quade. 52 8, they won. Uh, magical performance, including throwing an intercept for Montpellier's only points. Good old Quaid. <laughs> but he did look pretty handy besides that. Yeah, a, a few assists. So that's, that's one bit of news. I, th- I think he's got. Am I right in saying this? That he's got a, a contract that will allow him to play in the Olympics for Australia in the sevens. I heard that. And Lottie Takiri's going to be playing in the sevens. No, he's not. Apparently, Lottie no Takiri in the Olympic sevens, not for but Australia, for Japan. He oh, tu- really? He turned out for Japan's sevens team. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, Henry Spate is going to be playing for. Uh, Australia in the sevens. He's playing this weekend in the sevens. There's some uh, Google searches that I perform quite regularly. Uh, one of them is actually Lottie Zakiri because I'm fascinated to see how long he'll play for. I know. Um, <laughs> I keep looking at Wendell Saylor because I'm convinced that he's going to make a comeback. <laughs> uh, after he broke that chap's arm in an arm wrestle. Well, exactly. Year. He's on the verge of it. He he's, must. Be. He's still got the strength. What about what about the uh, searches you do in incognito mode? Uh, ooh, ooh, That's all about buying Leela presents. Exactly it? right. I don't want her to see my internet history of shoes. <laughs> shoes for her. Other rumours of signings. George North coming back to Wales. Get out of town, really? Yep, and to be replaced by a world-class winger in Northampton, who will be? <laughs> I've heard, I've I've told heard you. you tell me this, and it sounds like absolute nonsense. Hold on a minute. <laughs> so George North will go back to Wales, not going back to the Scarlets, FYI, and he will be replaced in Northampton by another winger. 
a Alex, world class. Alex one. Cuthbert on the money. Really? On the money. No, no. I'm not having that. Yep, no, no chance. Yep. There you go. I, I just, well, I mind you, it. mind you, they're both they're both kind of equally ineffective at the moment. In fairness, yes. Okay, so in some ways, Cuthbert is an is a gr- upgrade from George North because he'll actually be available on international weekends. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going <laughs> yeah. uh, to be he's going to remember his own name there's all sorts of advantages of having Cuthbert over North <laughs> the other rumour this week uh, regarding another Wales player is apparently Toulouse have come in for Faletau is he big enough? Uh, someone said well, they'll get him big enough Yeah. get him, get him living in a house with uh, Census Johnson the Macca boy oh yeah uh, uh, the huge second row whose name Maestri, I, you and Maestri. that's the one yeah get him in the, the same house as those boys he'll Let's see pile on the pounds away. yeah presumably at the Dragons he's on like uh, £100 a week something like that £100 £100 a week yeah plus travel and, and, oh, yeah. and food and paper round yeah yes yeah. Uh, whereas at, um, <laughs> at Toulouse he'll allegedly be on 650 grand a year wow making him one of the most expensive players in the world wow Good for you, Toby, Toulouse. Absolutely, absolutely. Go get that money, bro. Shall we talk rugby then? Yes, yeah, you want. I was just thinking maybe one more thing oh, yeah, on, on. on the uh, on the Big Sam. Yeah. Just going back to Big Sam. Now, this presumably means that he is a rugby league convert flop. So there's been some positive rugby league converts like Robinson yep. and Brad Thorne uh, to... Very high-profile examples. Mm-hmm. Both World Cup winners. Lottie Takiri. Lottie Takiri, very good as well. Can you name, me a, few, can you name me a few bad ones? Because I've, I've singled out a few here. Carl Price. That's the one I was going to Carl Price. Price. Three uh, appearances in two seasons for Gloucester. That's incredible. How Spell on loan at Mosley. There was another winger that recently went and then came back very quickly. Now, are you thinking about uh, semi... Semi Tajalada, something like that. No, no, he no. played at Gloucester. I'm thinking about what? another England international player who, who Tompkins. Oh, didn't he go and come back really quickly? There was Joel. Tompkins. Oh no, I know the one you mean. I know who no, you mean. Uh, you're thinking of the other way round. You're thinking of Biggs. No, no. no. Okay, because Biggs you're went. You're thinking of a former Leeds Rhinos player. Yeah. Who went over to Wasps. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then uh, returned. Stop! Stop talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lee. Lee someone is his name. Is it Lee Jones or someone? It's Lee Smith. Lee, Lee Smith. Smith. And you had a boring second name. So he was like a uh, Great Britain International, yeah, top try scorer on the wing for Leeds. Came over to Wasps, had one appearance, returned to Leeds, never recovered his form. It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Went to Wakefield and he's now, he's only 29 now, and he's at Newcastle Falcons. He's gone back over oh, to Union. Wow. wow. But not playing at all. Isn't it amazing like, how did, that happens? Like Not that they fail at Union or... If the other way around, if they failed it, failed at league, but when they go back to their original code, how they just aren't the same player. Yeah. Chev yeah. Walker, Chev Walker, good example. Yeah. Eight appearances at Bath. I don't think he was ever at Newcastle. I'm sure. You, I'm sure, there's a rather large winger from league at, at Newcastle that Walker um, loves. And the other, well, there's a few. We'll others. wait and see. We'll wait and see about Kevin Sinfield whether we add him to the list eventually. Because he's currently at Yorkshire Carnegie. Yeah, did he start at the weekend? There was talk he'd start at standoff at the weekend. I haven't seen. Um, 
Benji Marshall is another one I was thinking of. Oh, oh Benji Marshall. Did he even have an appearance, Benji Marshall? He had six appearances. He was really... Star. He was a massive, massive name. He was like the yeah. best, one of the best players in NRL. Oh. Went to Auckland Blues. They were really excited about that. Yeah. Talk, I, they were talking I'll about give you the this worst. World, this in this World, World Cup, Cup yeah. yeah. Um, Barry John Mather as well. Oh, uh, yeah. One England cap. An England cap, though. He played for England. Is it, the fast-tracking of these boys... I mean, Bentos... It, John Bentley didn't really do a lot in rugby union, in fairness. Other than the Lions, Lions. job done. Job done for life there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So is the quickest way to make the England rugby union team to play average rugby league first? Because it certainly (laughs) seems like it, doesn't it? Um, Shantane Happy. Shantane Happy. Leslie Vinicolo. Henry Paul. You could make an absolute rogues gallery of terrible league players that played union for England. Michael Jordan tried playing baseball, didn't he? That, that was <laughs> yeah. actually relatively successful towards the end. Wasn't what? It? Really? Well, yeah, I think with the NBA player... Like, like commercially successful with shirt sales, maybe. <laughs> the reason he went back was because there was a strike on in baseball. Really? Yeah, I think it was that. I think Not enough that. steroids. I or, think too, or too much too, steroids. Too, well, Dwayne Chambers to rugby. Oh, and, yeah. And God. NFL Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some, some more now. This is a good game, I, this. I like... Uh, right. This name, every time I look at it, I think it's a rude name, and it's not a rude name. Okay. Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. When I was at uni, we played uh, like the varsity match against York University, and they had a player called Mike Hunt. Get <laughs> out. Do they one. A, they had a player called Mike Hunt, and so it was all... The, the chat before was like, who's going to be my, marking Mike Hunt? <laughs> yeah, I've got Mike Hunt. Banter. <laughs> Hashtag bants. Let's talk rugby. Cool. Uh, the Aviva Premiership. Um, right, can we just can we just deal with the really dull matches and get them out of the way? Okay. Uh, yeah, Saracens beat Northampton. Good. Let's move on. Well, that, that wasn't dull. Oh, it was. It wasn't. I liked that game. Did you? Be- yeah. Because so there's not the most attacking rugby, but I quite like the way that, the edge. Yeah, the edge that they they targeted Farrell, and he stood up well to it. Yeah. He, he got on the end of a couple late hits, um, and a massive hit from George PC. And he held his nerve and he kicked him accurately. I wonder how much, uh, like, niggling... I wonder how much of a disaster this England camp must have been. <laughs> because Tom Wood does not like Farrell. And Farrell no. does not like uh, Tom <laughs> no. Wood. I mean, Tom Wood's probably came up with the whole thing, come up worse of the whole, whole squad, Oh, no, the, um, the, the little exchange between the two of them where Owen Farrell gave him a little slap round the chops. Uh, I really quite enjoyed Tom Wood's response because he actually met... If if Tom Wood had got up and clocked Owen Farrell, it would have been he would have I would have gone, Well, fair enough, what do you expect, Owen? You, you slap a man around the chops, you're gonna get you're gonna get one back. But yes, if, but sitting finally. on but sitting on the floor and laughing at Owen Farrell, which is what Tom Wood did, he just laughed at Owen Farrell. That actually made that was an even better response. Everyone hates Tom Wood. They really <laughs> hate Tom Wood, don't they? And they hate Owen Farrell. Well, Ward. The, Ward Ward doesn't like him. Wow. The Northampton. The triangle fans, of hate. The Northampton was that your phone going off this time, Phil? It, it was. Wow. I have my phone's on it's a changing of the guard. Uh oh, I've just got a new phone and I can't control it. Uh, I'll help you, mate. There you go. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's going on? Sound off. Yes. There you go. Um, Safe. Thanks, Jay. Northampton Saints fans, they love Tom Wood, but I will say, and they are some of the best fans in the land. So if you're a Northampton fan, I fully respect and appreciate you, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you were one of the. Uh, you were not one of the Northampton Saints crowd who, following that little incident between Farrell and Tom Wood, uh, started booing during Owen Farrell's kick. I wasn't happy yeah, about that. that's not good. I was not happy about that at all. Hmm. But well, what, what did Northampton do? JJ Hammerhan at 10, maybe? Although Stephen Myler, he's not... He's a good, he's a good, good I player. I just think they're on, they're on a dip. They'll be all right. 
they'll be all right. They'll they'll pull it round. I just think I think there's a lot of trauma, like psychological trauma, to a lot of England players. I think they are suffering more than anyone. I really do. Especially the, the ones who weren't even picked, like Burrell and, yeah. and Hartley. Yeah, they're, they're playing even worse. Yeah, um, Foden. He's not Foden. Oh, this, yeah. They've got they've got a lot of big names not playing big games. Yes, yeah. they will come good sooner rather than later. Yeah, they will do. They're well, I class. believe me. Having watched Scarlets play against Leinster, they are they're going to need to this weekend in Europe because uh, bet they don't. I bet they just smash them. Mm. Uh, we'll sorry, are they playing so Scarlets cool. or Leinster? Scarlets. Scarlets. Yeah, I'm not that worried. What Scarlet's top of the Pro 12? No, not Connacht. Connacht top. Oh, Connacht top. top. Yeah, but uh, six wins out of seven, and only narrowly, and could have beaten Leinster at the end. Yeah. Apparently, there's good things happening down in Scarlet's. This uh, the really young team and some really good players. They're so aggressive. But do you know why they're young? Why they're a young team? Do you know why they're young? Because well, yeah, all of them. their stars go abroad, and it just makes so much sense. They've got a lot of good players there: oh, Le- not, Liam Williams, Scott Williams. I'm not saying that they don't have a lot of good Aaron players. Aaron Shingler's a quality. Well, player. I'm guessing that Scott Williams didn't di- didn't play. Didn't I'm play. guessing that Liam Williams didn't play. <laughs> no, so fair shout. You, you know, they've got Gareth Davies is awesome. Yeah, he's a good little player, isn't he? Mm. Uh, well, we found that out in the, in the World Cup. But that is the advantage of sending George North to Northampton. That is the advantage of getting rid of Reese Priestland. That now all these other lads can, you know, it's absolutely great. Shingler, by the way, I don't think he's even got a Welsh cap. Or if he has, it's like a B team cap. Aaron Shingler. What did I just say? Yeah, Aaron. Is that what you're talking about? Steve, yeah, it's it's Steve the fly half, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think both of them. I think is one of them's got a cap. At flanker, I don't think the the, the flyhoff's got a cap. But I, I was really impressed by Aaron Shingler. He's a, he's a, he looks a quality player. Um, but uh, back to the Premiership and uh, briefly, let's talk Worcester Newcastle. Then uh, Worcester, they're showing up well again. Yes. Do you yeah. know? Do you know what I like about what Dean Ryan's done? Is he said three years ago, and you you kind of mocked him the whole way through the season. He <laughs> he he said, "This is it. I'm looking forward to this." Go he on. said, "We've got a really young team." This is this is a three year plan. We'll hope we'll try and stay up this season, but if we don't, it's not going to change my direction. We're gonna we're gonna develop these young guys, these local young guys through. Well, our, the local through, the local if you live in Leeds, yeah. Through our academy, <laughs> and uh, and we're gonna come back stronger. And ten points at this stage in the season, you you probably sort of think thirty to thirty five points, and you and you're gonna be safe. All right, so two issues here. Um, do I think that this is a product of the genius? Who uh, um, the genius is Dean Ryan? Not really. No. Uh, oh, had, how, how how do you say well, that? Well, because he look, he, he had a very. It's inexcusable for a Premiership coach to say, "Look, it's all right. We'll, we'll just nip down for a season, and then we'll come, come back up." Uh, just revenue wise, player development wise, the whole lot. That's Hold on. just they were in a massive mess when he got there, and Dean Ryan came in and said straight away. We've got a really young But that's squad. what I would do. I mean, if I, if I showed up at a premiership team, i go, right, we're just going to go down. No. Please let me keep my job for no, three more years. But he's got Cecil Duckworth with a, with, 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 a, of with a checkbook he could have got him to open. My point I'm making is he, he arrived at Worcester, who were already in trouble, and said, I'm going to do it with these youngsters. Well, say, and I'm going to develop a team. And he said, I'm going to develop a culture. Um, yes. from, the, from, the, from the grassroots up, and and we're going to bear, well, the, we're gonna bear uh, the fruit. We can go. In the long, I mean, we run. we can go all sorts of directions with this, couldn't, couldn't we? But we could say he arrived there, and he already had Creevy, already had Galatza, uh, he already had a handful of other um, uh, internationals. He had the inter- international fly half in um, the other Argentine lad, who's Mirez. Yeah, yeah. so like, they weren't a bad team. They certainly didn't didn't need, didn't need to go down, but they did. Well, look at but their t- look at their team now. Here's the second bit. Yeah. 
I will give you this. He, they do look like a good team now. And he's recruited well. He's recruited very well because I think Dowson might be the signing of the season. The, the man is an absolute leader, warrior. I thought that about him in, in, in Northampton, to be fair. He was about the only thing good, good, good in Newcastle for about five seasons. They've got, they've got journeymen who are surplus to replenishments elsewhere, yeah. along with their really good young squad. Yeah, yeah. I completely Tom, agree with Tom that. Tom Heathcote. Yeah. Who yeah. got from Bath, yeah. Ed- Edinburgh via Bath. Well, he, well, Bath, he Bath via great. Edinburgh. And those two wings, that back three looked awesome. Bryce Heem, Chris Heem Pennell, and yeah. Cooper Vuna. Co- Cooper Vuna, seriously dangerous. Yeah. Cooper Vuna was yeah, again. Cooper Vuna was the only thing good about the Rebels for the first two years of their existence. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that much. They're a team of infinitely more quality than London Welsh. Uh, they're a team that are much better collectively than the sum of their parts, and I think that only ever points to good coaching. It and, must be. And what no, and and do you know what what I what I noticed when watching them play was that they've got a really really good game plan. They don't compete at the ruck. They mm-hmm. don't they don't try for turnovers. They trust their defence. They fan out, soak it up. And then when they kick, they keep the ball in field. So they really tire teams they out. They won two or three games, not him. Two out of four. Two out of four. That's a great return, isn't it? Start of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they've been competitive and yeah. got a bonus point against Gloucester. And I'm not yeah. going to uh, disagree with you. I think that it's a far more impressive league for having them in than London Welsh. Sure. Uh, but Newcastle, though. Now Newcastle. Yeah. This to me is an example of why we shouldn't have relegation, because. In the last few years, Newcastle have started to do good things, as of London Irish, because there's no threat of them going down because uh, you know London Welsh are in the picture. Now you've got Worcester. I worry that Newcastle are going to start getting rid of the young lads. Not getting rid of them, not giving them much game time. Hammersley, Catrick, Clegg's not, Clegg's not young anymore. Delaney's starting ahead of Catrick. And looks yeah. really good. So De- Delaney, Delaney looks really good, but they're not winning. I mean, no, un- but he's playing. He, 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 I thought yeah. he had a really good game against Worcester. He looks, he look, he looks really good. But, but, but you see my point. That, yeah. You know, they've got a plastic pitch. They were playing nice rugby. They were. I thought they were building something there, but I think this year is going to be really, really tough for them. They're going to have to scrape up wins whenever they can find them. And they're just going to hope. They've got to hope that either Worcester slip up or London Irish. Well, conversely, Irish. I, th- I think Dean Richards. He just seems to sign a lot of average players. Well, he has a lot of... R- rather than kind of ch- like sprinkling just like a Cooper Vuna and a... a snotty Snotty. And a Snotty Snotty or a... Oh God, Worcester's wingers are awesome. Uh, mm. or, a, or a Phil Dowson. And, you know, just cherry-picking some really good players. He seems to have picked a lot of but average players. they do have players. a good... But they have bought through a lot of good players in their own right. Like, I would say um, Mark Wilson is a good player. Um, Will, Welsh. Will Welsh. Will Welsh is Chris, a good player. Chris Harris at centre looks so, good. Yeah, yeah there's Chris Harris, the hammer. The, mm. Exactly, the, the hammer looks really good. They missed him. So you know, it, it kind of goes both ways, and I, I, I don't like relegation much. Um, anyway, I like franchising. I fundamentally disagree with you on the whole whole issue of relegation. So very briefly, can you imagine? Well, bearing in mind how difficult it is to get people to come out and watch games in Newcastle and and Manchester in Sale, but they were going. Sale. They were actually no, no, doing no. stuff. No, no way. Sale, yeah, it's terrible. So, well, exactly. But and they finished sixth. And then, yeah, fine. So you would get, you would get like it might well be the best thing for the England team because you get more young players being developed. And but then, what? How many? You'd have so many dead rubbers, so many yeah. games that just don't matter. Well, you you keep the. Um, qualification we... for Europe you keep that in there yes yeah, so that's what you're playing for last place means you don't qualify for Europe that's that. That's, yeah, but that's last, as far as the but last year goes. we had effectively dead, dead rubbers because no everyone knew that London, London Welsh, Welsh weren't going to do down. anything and so and it, one, of, one of those teams so 
in there, it looks like Worcester aren't going to go down. So it means you've got an established Premiership team who are going to go down and going to lose a load of their players and have to completely rebuild for next season. Look at when Leeds went down a few seasons ago and they've never come back up. They've never been the same. I don't mind and Bristol. Yeah, I don't mind saying. You know, if you're good enough, we'll look at we'll look at a franchise, and you know, welcome welcome to the club. But you've got to have the money, the infrastructure, the academy. Yeah, I can see that. Two words always. I come back to Exeter Chiefs. Do you do you want to deny yeah. the opportunity for another story like Exeter but Chiefs? I don't think we would be denying it, would we? Because if they were good enough, they could come up. In fact, if anything, it'd be promoting people like Exeter well, Chiefs. They, they they came up at a time when Bristol were the ones with more money. And were the ones with more clout. I, well, the problem is, Tim. Everyone in the last three years has, years have come up in the time where Bristol have had had more money. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't, Welsh. You know, Bristol would probably be the biggest beneficiary from this, but there are a lot of clubs in the UK that could probably handle yeah. um, co- uh, coming up, and we could have a top well, fourteen. Well, funnily enough, Newcastle have now come out and said they're in favour of no relegation. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Strange timing on that one. Uh, London Irish another team in trouble uh, and not helped by their scrum half signing from Australia Mr (laughs) McKibben that was so stupid wasn't it so if you didn't see it I hate this so much if you didn't Uh, see it turning point in the game uh, I think London Irish were 10-0 down but scored a penalty try however the TMO alerted the referee that there might have been some foul play. Why? McKibben, this is McKibben so stamped on the head of a Bath player and Henry, as a Henry result Thomas's head. as a result Henry Thomas's head as a result not only was the try erased meaning that a three it was a 10 point gap they lost a player and game over. It's just okay so I know everyone's going to go mental with me. Uh, JB, he stood on someone's head. He should be off. Yeah, he should be off if the referee saw it. I no, no. no. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's this is just how it is. The referee sees it fine, <laughs> right? But uh, just going. I mean, this one wasn't too egregious actually because they just said, "Oh, just go go back, have a look." Oh, there's some stamping. I he has he has to go off if the referee sees it. Has to go off. Happy with that. The referee doesn't see it. Leave it to a uh, leave it to a sighting commissioner. The one, th- the the only thing I will say, and there was lots of talk in the World Cup about TMOs, but the only thing I will say is occasionally the TMO gets involved and says, and it, this happened in the Scarlets Leinster game, the referee stopped the match mid flow because the TMO had said stop, 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 we need to look at some foul play. Uh, oh no! Right, almost. I think this sometimes happens. Almost because you've stopped the play, there's almost this sense that you've got to give something like a penalty. Yeah, at, at least. On this occasion, if you get the chance to have a look at it, Jake Ball did the most textbook clear out of Jamie Heaslip ever. Jamie Heaslip got hurt as a result. Did he lead with his head? No, no. Lead with his shoulder. Yeah, That's the one that he gets led me. With the shoulder. He led with the shoulder. What else are you going to lead with? Exactly. He led, he led with the shoulder. He wrapped his arm around and he did an absolutely massive but textbook clean on Jamie Heaslip and got a yellow card. For, I hate this for rucking I hate someone it out. So much. If you, I was, I thought of you, JB. If you'd have seen it, you'd have been. What is livid. happening to our game? It is disintegrating in front of our very eyes. But that, I mean, that was one. That's, that's one incident. This weekend, there was three red cards in the Premiership, and I think all of them were correct. Yeah, they are all correct. They're all correct if you see them. No, the rules are if the TMO sees them, right. or, the t- or the touch judges, or the referee. We say it's it is stupid uh, for players. Like the McKibben stamp was stupid. 
Yeah, it's stupid in the same way that writing poetry in a communist state is stupid. You don't do it. But the rules are fundamentally flawed. What you need... So so you're saying that London Irish should have got a penalty try? Yes. because And and they shouldn't have been sent off for that stamp. Exactly right. Exactly right. So so you're a a Bath fan, and as a result of that... I'm not a Bath fan. No, no, no. Let's say say you're a Bath fan. (laughs) You're very defensive. I'm not a Bath fan! (laughs) He doth protest too much. Uh, let's Let's say you're a Bath fan, and that happened in the last minute of a game and that was the winning score someone's seen it everyone in the crowd has seen it but referee hasn't seen it so sorry yeah. um, that's exactly what I'm saying the team you're playing against, the team that uh, London Irish are playing next week uh, won't face McKibbing because he'll be suspended yep. but uh, unfortunately you've lost the game 100% what I'm that saying that can't no. be the right no way. it is the right thing to do right um, Leicester won a Heineken Cup by literally by cheating which is ironic because you know we'll probably talk, talk about Gop- Gopeth later but the Gopeth thing where um, all the Leicester fans went crazy because nothing really happened um, <laughs> you know the, uh... we're all ruining our game and the, the beautiful part about rugby is how players deal with adversity what do I want to see next one well, I want to see Henry Thomas I, Thomas either get up and deck him I, I want to see Henry Thomas get up and scrimmage if you take away the villains you get no heroes and at the moment all that we're doing is we're just creating victims so you want to talk about the, the sort of football culture it's all linked because now there's so much on players to, to claim sir sir look he did this or he did that and that's why the no, but it's the players awful. don't. The players don't have to do that because they know that the TMO has got their back. Oh no, they no, know, no, no, no! You're wrong there because if you look at the Exeter game against Leicester, you've got the scrum half uh, Chudley pointing, pointing at. Um, well, yeah, well, no, no. Yeah. Well, that, that's a separate. Yeah, Owen that, Farrell that, does that, it all the time. That, that's a separate issue, and I. Um, it's all linked because now well, the stakes are so high, and they know they can get get a decision off the referee, and they well, can go back and look. Well, to be honest, anyone, any back chat or any appealing and stuff, referee has sanctions to be able to give a penalty against the team we all, we've seen it so many, how, how many times growing up youth rugby someone has a little bit of a chops at a ref when he uh, yeah. w- when he gives a penalty and he marches them back, ten, marches right. back 10 metres reverses yeah. penalties we're going to get to a stage right when after dinner speakers are going to be talking about I don't know a ruck which was properly cleaned out it's going to be dull there's a, re- a really good bit which um, be- uh, Bayfield does and he talks about um, uh, Ackford and the story is Ackford gets knocked down he stands Fed- up by Federico Mendes no oh, no by, he didn't um, get up from that in a hurry. no 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 by one of the French guys and he turns to the ref and goes do not send him off now <laughs> that is a story That that's how you deal with someone you know uh, 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 give, giving you a ch- giving you a cheap shot it's not by com- by complaining and well no but that's a separate issue yeah it is, it I, is. I agree with you on the appealing completely yeah. and that We're needs Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To be stamped out straight away. But we we enjoy this. The TMO allows players not to complain it actually incentivizes them not to complain no, the, because the they, know, they know the team has no, got their back the other way around because what they'll do is they say sir go back and look at that please go back and look at that 
And hundred percent. I, I hear what you're saying, and that element of it. Yeah. If that is a case, yeah, I agree with you. Let's stamp that out completely. However, you can't say, for example, that. Uh, well, no, that's a separate issue. You think Jimmy Gopper did nothing wrong? He didn't. You know, I know when, he did something when, wrong. When he, he got deli- yellow card. When he it. deliberately took out yeah, Matthew good. Tate. And you know what? <laughs> Matthew Tate should man up and do and do something about it. I mean, what are we teaching our, t- teaching our kids now? Just you know, wait for someone else to bail you out. Um, uh, <laughs> so okay, let's just compose. Let's just compose myself for for. No, a, I think a second we get here. the thrust of your general point. What do you reckon, Phil? Um, <laughs> I want to hear what Jay's got to say on this. If, Everyone, everyone, right? Everyone who has been whinging and moaning about Gopeth in particular, which was just so much about nothing. Um, it, it, it was it was a deliberate foul play, and he, and he was dealt with okay. as he should Hand, have. Hands up, and for you listening, I've got my hand up right now. If you often Google and enjoy watching rugby fights, because I love them. I don't often do it, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all yeah. enjoy it. Like, if I see a I, montage I, of rugby fights, yeah. it's quite enjoyable. And yeah. everyone complaining on... Uh, on Twitter th- uh, this week, their YouTube history will be littered with rugby fights the because Gopeth, we enjoy it. Gopeth wasn't a rugby fight. It was no, it, was, it wasn't that, even that. It wasn't even that. That is, if if you enjoy YouTube videos of people being blindsided, scumbags going and punching someone now, face in the opposite direction, that's the kind of person who likes Gopeth. But, but, here's the thing, right? A rugby fight is never broken out because two men wrote letters to each other to duke it out in the um, in the centre circle at 12 o'clock. They do it because someone has no, cheap-shotted them. Ice hockey, someone has... ice hockey have got it right on this one. It's part of the game and it's it, they actually preserve the this, the enforcer. Phys- this physical combat and yeah. the enforcer. They let the two guys go at it. Everyone watches, enjoys it. It's part of the spectacle. And then they both go in the sim bin. Uh, do they both get sim bin for yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, they both get sent off for it, don't they? I'm not, not sure. Not oh, sorry, return, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have to have leave a, the field. I, mean, I, I, I think if you, if a player gets red, red, redded or, or yellowed, they, should, they, the other team should be allowed to replace him. No, I'm I... so against uh, uh, 14 men, and I'm so against this. I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who we're trying to appeal to here. I mean, I always say it must be to mums because it can't be to rugby fans because, as we can tell by our YouTube histories, we love rugby fights. I'm trying to make it more inclusive is a nonsense. It's, it's like adding a combat round of Bake Off. So I watch it. It just makes no sense. Leave rugby as it is. No, no. Take rugby to where it used to be. What I, where I can agree with you, I want the right decisions to be made on the field and I want foul play where it exists to be dealt with as it should. What I will say is that there are some things that aren't worthy of yellow cards being given yellow cards. There are yes. some things worthy yep. of not that are being given red cards, not worthy of red cards. And there's some things which are being given penalties that aren't worthy of penalties and I think that's the uh, that's the element where I'll come well I'll meet you in the middle and go the the standards of what is a penalty what is a yellow what is a red are shifting and getting softer yeah yeah I, I think we all agree on I, that I, hear me now believe me later in about three years time we're going to be in a situation where you'll be yellow corded for tackling perfectly too hard well Jake <laughs> well, Jake Ball was at the weekend if you get a chance to have a look at Leinster v Scarlet's at the RDS Jake Ball textbook Beautiful clean out is how you would coach it, is how you would teach it. Absolutely wiped Jamie Heaslip out. I think Fair that every and square soft, and got a yellow. Uh, yellow cards can stay, providing they're for technical infringements. I don't mind that. But any yellow card for like Gopeth, I think a Royal Marine sniper should immediately take action against the ref and the RAF should launch a drone strike against the TML. <laughs> even Gopeth, even Gopeth pleaded guilty. <laughs> he is guilty! 
He, he did something wrong. But I, I just don't... I mean, three matches is just ridiculous. I think that's fair. No, it's not fair. He blindsided him. It was cheap. I've been blindsided. It, it such happens. such a cheap shot. It was such but it, a cheap it shot. happens. It wasn't even a bad blind... It wasn't even a full-on punch. It was such like a little bit If it's of one of those things where like a bit of niggle between two props breaks out and they've been at each other and then they just go both of them haymakers, kind of, I, I kind of go, yeah, well, that's, there's a bit of an honesty to that. Yeah, but do you know what? Like He, he goes up for that ball. He gives him a little nudge, a little, a little punch, or whatever it is, and then next time, Matthew Tate doesn't go for that ball if he thinks uh, Gopher's on. Completely legitimate tactic. Completely legitimate. Now no, he did it badly. If he hits and him, if he hits him hard, then it's legal. He doesn't need to punch him in the face to get that doubt into yeah, well, Tate's mind. Yeah, you know, well, just just remember some of the best ever images from rugby have been things like the ninety-nine call or. Neil back blatantly cheating his way to a hanging <laughs> cup, which is great, and I'm all for or, it. Or one of the best images was after he'd done a real scumbag cheap shot, uh, Jimmy Gopeth. He tried to make it look like he was trying yeah, to catch the ball. Yeah, we need with that. the horrible he- bread basket. That hands. makes it even look, worse. And he goes, ooh, yeah. almost. <laughs> WWE doesn't work because they all tell you to take your vitamins. There are some bad guys in there, and we need the same. We need bad guys in order to get heroes. That's where, that's my point of view. The one positive thing from the discipline side this weekend was the uh, was it Chittadini. The wasps, oh, the wasps yes. red, red card against he, Gloucester. He punched. Yes, uh, I agree Punched with twelve this. trees in the face, and twelve trees, twelve trees. Every time I watch him, and the player is getting yellow carded on his team, he kind of puts up this half, like half-assed, pathetic protest. <laughs> oh, sir, you can't do that. You shouldn't send him off. And then he put up a really vehement protest when one of the opposition's players was getting sent off. Yeah, and the ref is like, uh, Billy, away, please, away. <laughs> a bit, Billy knows the score. Let the boys play. I, I just, <laughs> just you saying that suddenly popped into my head, like just to show where rugby has slipped from in just a few years. Uh, Manu Tuolangi with a full-blooded, absolute wallop to the cheek. Yeah. Just got a yellow card. For that on Chris Ashton, it's a yellow card. Didn't he get like a five-week ban or something after that? Yeah, but that's fine. I don't mind the bans afterwards. For the record, I don't uh, mind. That. Yeah, you may, may you might have a point there. You might have just disproved my point completely. Anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll take uh, sorry. And there was one more on. thing from the Leicester Exeter game. Oh yeah, because um, there's a yellow card there. Did you see that? Yeah, so, the kick. This oh is, yes. Now this is like a why ATMO should be shot by Real Marines uh, snipers, <laughs> and b why you shouldn't appeal. So um, Exeter, I, I agree with the appealing. Well, Exeter were about to score. Was about to score a try, and it's a tight game, and they do score a try. But in the build-up, there's a breakdown, and Exeter cheat. They they cheat, but not not bad. Like it didn't really Yandel affect the was game. Holding the prop in. Yeah, no, Yandel was holding the heel of a prop. Yeah. Right. So the prop, at very best, or a very best result for Exeter was like he might not be able to join the defensive line very quick. But it made no difference whatsoever. So Yandel's hold, hold, holding his leg. He gets free, and then. The prop kicks Yandel very lightly in his thigh. Yeah. And by the way, back of the thigh. If it wasn't lightly, let's say it's medium, a medium kick, still to the thigh, right? Done. So uh, the uh, so Chudley's about to whip to, to whip the ball away, but he stops and goes, "Sir, sir, have a look at that." Referee rightly says, "Play on, play on." Extra score a try. Referee then goes back and says, "Do you mind just going back and having a look at that uh, foul play?" Three fa- three phases back. And they go, oh right, oh cheating by by Exeter, penalty to uh, penalty to Leicester, um, try has been scrubbed off, penalty reversed to Exeter, because he now needs to yellow card the player. Oh. 
let the boys play. I know. No, I'm with you on that. And there's a big similarity between that and I know we're big fans of Nigel Owens, but him giving Louis Piccamol a yellow card at the World Cup. Oh yeah. When when it was Richie McCaw cheating, Louis yeah. Piccamol dealing with it, and yeah, giving some street justice. And then and then penalties and TMOs and yellow cards. When actually that could have just been get on with it, boys. And yeah. the same same on Saturday. Exactly. So the referee hasn't seen it. He said, "Play on. You play on." Now my call on that is if I've looked back on the screen, I yellow card the scrum half for appealing. Then I yellow card Yendel for not being a good lad. And then you take out the TMO with a sniper. And and then a drone <laughs> and then a drone strike to, to the TMO in the car park. <laughs> in the portal in the car park. <laughs> <Yes>. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right, more rugby there, more rugby. What other games haven't we mentioned? Sale I mean, Harlequins. What, Exeter Chiefs fulfilling on their pre-season predictions by a lot of uh, pundits and us. Yep. I mean, they should have beaten Bath and yep. they, they look the real deal. They really do. That's They're tough to beat, aren't they? That's tough to beat. Ewers is looking at inspired. Now, there's another lad who played very well who I've not really heard of. Um, uh, the loose head prop, Alec Hepburn. Yes. He looks good. He's very, very well. Yeah, uh, Thomas Francis looks like a mess. Uh, there's no, there, there's no way, there's no way to couch this. He just does not look like a professional sportsman. But well, he looks like a man who couches things too often. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Al- Alec Hepburn. It's good to see that Exeter front row get a mullet back. Here, here. Yes. <laughs> Lo- lose one and then replace it. Yeah. yeah. Mullet hyphen Dicky. What did you do? Yeah. Yeah, they're turning into a bit of an all-round team now. I mean, their their defence is nasty. Um, is this a great Leicester team? Probably not. They've got the they've got the the famous extra cock tap yeah. as well, <laughs> down to an art. Oh yeah, fine art. Uh, yeah, it's just a very good all all uh, all on, all on victory. And we're forgetting a game. Sale Harlequins. Sale Harlequins. That's it. I watched yeah. this game start to finish. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was a classic Steve Diamond. Uh, Sale had. Let me get this right. I think they had sixty five caps in the caps in in in, in the pack. Which is a tremendous amount for sale, and then you realise forty-five are four Moldova, and they they run him so close. Cipriani slips on a conversion, he misses a relatively easy penalty by his standards, and then he fails uh, uh, with the conversion. But don't let that colour your opinion of his game because he was magnificent. Uh, first half in particular, he was just pinning Harlequins back. Uh, even though Harlequins got Mike Brown, they got Tim Visser, they had no answer to to the territory game. Hmm. Tim really Visser impressive. Under that high ball for the first try. Uh, that was uh, a bit uncomfortable. Absolutely hor- horrible to watch. Uh, yeah, but Sell just it's just, they're such an interesting team. They've got this new lad or newish lad who's been knocking around for a while, but always been injured. Sam James, watch out for this kid. I think he's very he very good. good. Watch out good. for their young scrum half, James Mitchell, as well. Oh, I know nothing really? about him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a talent. I was again impressed impressed by Quinns though because they started poor, they started really poorly, but they had enough and they they ground it out and got the win. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure what Quinns. I really have no idea what they're about. I said last week I think they are going to do something this year based on these wins. It's just so hard to tell early doors who's good who's good and 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 who's not. That that win away at Bath. That they were impressive. Yeah, they were. They were mightily impressive. In interesting little tidbit for you. Um, Is it tidbit or tidbit? Don't know. Nah, don't know. Don't know. We'll say tidbit. Tidbit. I prefer tidbit. Yeah, I, I prefer that. Um, Rob Short at six. Maybe, maybe Harlequins were only playing him at seven to relieve the pressure off him for the England captaincy to avoid questions. 
and now, well, post World Cup. Mm. So, so just 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 a bit of you know, something of note there. Yeah, one to watch for sure. One to watch. We've talked plenty about the Premiership. We we, we should really. I mean, I mean, obviously, I I mentioned I watched the Pro Twelve. I we yeah, you keep mentioning this, Tim. Why? Um. Well, no, because I'm working for BT Sport Northampton v Scarlets, so I I made oh. I made an effort to do a bit of prep and watch Scarlets and make sure I was, and I was so impressed. Are I, you going to the Gardens for this? Or yeah. You, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, I've been I've been so impressed. I was so impressed with that whole match, the pace it's played at, the quality of the the, the skill on show, the aggressive attack and defence, and um, I would just I mean if if you've been watching the Pro Twelve all along. We, you know, we give it some stick every now and again, but do you know what? With these days, when all the big players mm. play regularly, it's um. But they don't play. Uh, yeah, okay. they do. Yeah, no, because they've got to qualify. Ireland had, you know, that's, Johnny, that's Johnny Sexton was reintroduced back in. They had Keane Healy, they had all their big guns. Jamie Heaslip. That's the best thing that's happened to the Pro 12 is qualification for the uh, the European Champions Cup, rather than every team automatically qualifying, because it means they have to play week in week out. It is interesting that 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 Connacht are 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 top of them with because arguably the weakest squad in Ireland. But they only lost one player during the World Cup. Exactly. Yeah. One. That's it. That's it. And I suppose this and is going to come. He's a very good player. Yeah, Robbie Henshaw. But I imagine this is going to be the case with the Pro Twelve anyway. So like the the Aviva carries on through the Six Nations and actually doesn't drop in stand too much. In fairness, whereas the Pro Twelve is absolutely decimated, um, because they've got each. There's three countries. Four countries, yeah, four point. countries represented. So you've got mm. eighty, uh, hundred same number, players same number of players, but um, same number of players in the league. Yeah, and also but but players but three lost times as many, three hundred percent more. And also, yeah. it's usually players. one club in each country that completely dominates. So, for instance, in Ireland, we all know Leinster is pretty much the Ireland team, give or take a few months of players. Ospreys in Wales, Glasgow in Glasgow in Scotland. Uh, but then it's just I, I think they need to keep them because you need to develop the Italians game yeah they've, they've, they've had the chance <laughs> I watched a Pro 12 game as well this did weekend. you oh you I watched did. the Ulster Ulster versus the Dragons yeah and Ulster in, going into this game had won three home games and lost three away games and they won they beat Dragons the mighty Dragons uh, and it was a pretty poor first half performance by Ulster I was <laughs> I was very very worried uh, uh going into half time but Paul Marshall managed to snipe over and the pack got on top and they managed to control the game a bit better Paddy Jackson controlled the game quite nicely and they came away with a very handy win what do you think of uh, the Ulster coaching setup with Les Kiss at the helm I love that name uh, one of <laughs> one of our favourite 15s we've ever done was the uh, a porn 15 and uh, Les Kiss coach. <laughs> a coach for that was, uh, was one of our favourites coaching at his uh, ground six ways <laughs> <laughs> we need to get into looking ahead to this weekend's games we've got a whole year of a collection of European rugby champions cup fixtures um, and all the rest of it so we'll get into that in a second but I just want to make an appeal please um, this is something I think we might have touched on this before years ago but I, w- I want to resurrect it if I can I want to co- us collectively you listening us here um, and please get in touch tweet to at rugby podcast or if you want to email tim at eggchasers.com and I'll, I'll find your email the definitive list of rugby lookalikes. Oh, okay. Because I was watching the Leinster game and I was just giggling to myself at Leo Cullen uh, looking like the BFG. <laughs> Is he still playing? No, he's, no, coach. he's coaching. Oh, right, I was going to say. <laughs> looking like the BFG. So uh, Definitely. Leo Cullen, the BFG. 
Um, James Haskell, I think, look, as, it resembles Jaws out of the Bond films a little bit. Did you not dress up as Jaws for a Halloween do? Have I got it completely wrong? You might may well have done. I think you might have, you know. Yeah. There's got to be so many good rugby lookalikes. I'm not yeah, gonna... there's this Kieran Reid. I can't... Uh, Kieran Reid and Michael Rappaport. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Who's an American oh, actor. I see that. Uh, he's in Prison Break. Uh, yeah, I know the one. And probably a few other things. Um, Lottie's a carrying predator. <laughs> <laughs> so at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, <laughs> Tim at eggchasers.com. We'll just, there we go. We just a snowball at the top of the hill. We're just giving that a little nudge and uh, we're asking you to help us uh, push it down the hill. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so then, European Rugby Champions Cup then. So with the greatest respect to the Challenge Cup teams, we're not going to spend a massive amount on that tournament. Or any uh, maybe on Thursday night. Is there a Thursday night game this yeah, week? Yeah, it's a Thursday night game because we might watch that. There's a chance I'll watch a Thursday night game. Harley Quinns versus Montpellier. Oh, oh, that's I'll not go bad. for that. I'll go yeah, for that. Yeah, I'll go for a bit of that. Um, now, Jamie Roberts, will he be playing next week in the varsity? Yes. Is it, is it he's, already, he's turned out for Cambridge this week, earlier in okay. the week. He played against uh, uh, um, Worcester, Worcester Cavaliers. Reserves. There's going to be a bunch of people at, um, at Oxford who recognise the name Jamie Roberts, but without being able to put any idea to what kind of skill set he has. So they're going to probably be expecting a Carlos Spencer type, and actually what they're going to get is three yards no matter what no matter what the situation. <laughs> but he's, a, he's an international inside centre. He could surely play ten then. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes sense. No. No. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be better playing him at six. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play six or twelve. For <laughs> yeah, he's got the full pitch to go. He'll make three yards. He, he runs into a brick wall, he'll make three yards. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. <laughs> okay that'll be good uh, so how do you want to do this uh, by Paul a, a, a shift as an NHS junior doctor in his life <laughs> why would he because he just he cares so much JB I guess yeah it's not about the money is it exactly it's about caring for it's about people caring uh, when, when he's got the opportunity of doing a lucrative half a million pound a year TV pundit job exactly or Caring for patients. I know what I would rather I'd, do. I'd always be a frontline hero. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. now, so, oh, hold on, just one second. We've we really got to get a move on. I've got to get home. Oh, right. So, soon. Um, okay, do you want to just run through the key fixtures then? Should we go? We, we can do it Paul by Paul and pick out. Go for it. Um, so if we go through the European Rugby Champions Cup, Paul by Paul, Paul won. Uh, you got Oyanat against your Ulsterman, Phil. One o'clock kickoff on Saturday. No idea. Now it's in France, but yeah. Oyana are near the bottom, and I would always back Ulster after their incredible win on the road this weekend. Um, Oyana Dragons, same same sort of thing. The, yeah, basically. Yeah. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you any. Ulster from Oyana. Uh, doesn't. What's his name? The big t- uh, Tongawea. So I need Tongawea. Tim. That's Phil oh, again. That's not me. It's on silent. It's not me. Tim. Tim. It's not my phone. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> One of these, maybe. Must be okay. Nothing Ulster. Me. Give me Ulster. Uh, Saracens against Toulouse, the other two teams in Pool 1. That's that a is... meaty fixture. 5.30. I love that. This is like an annual fiction, isn't it? Saracens, Toulouse. Yeah. I'm sure it is. The Allianz Park. Because Toulouse are doing very well this season. And uh, Toby Flood is playing very well for them. There. Okay, that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear. He's playing um, inside centre. He's bulked up a bit. I take Saris at home. No, get out of town. What? In Toulouse? They bu- <laughs> in Toulouse, they managed to bulk him up. Weird. They put him on the him and Corey Flynn looking the Guthrow Steen Camp day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I, I will always take Saris at home. Um, 
Give me Saris at home. Although Toulouse beat them in Saris. Yeah. Give me year. Toulouse. I just think Toulouse. I, well, Toulouse tends to tends to beat them. I always seem. I don't know. Yeah, Saracens. 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 Yeah, no, Toulouse can overpower them. Five thirty on Saturday. That is Paul two. Dan Carter's Racing ninety two. He won't be du- playing. No, yet, no, what, what's ninety two in French? Uh, <sighs> de. Nerf no. something de. Nerf de. Is that it? Yeah. Eh, close no, enough. Whatever. Close enough. You know what we're saying. Anyway, against Glasgow Warriors, winners of the Pro 12 last year. Ooh, winners of the Pro 12. Impressive. Where is this game, Tim? In Paris. In Paris. Take uh, Racing every Rassing. day. I actually quite like Glasgow. I do. They've got a talented team. I think Racing are going to absolutely smash them. That's 3.15 on Saturday. Um, the second game of the day. Uh, the final game of the day on Saturday will... Oh, sorry, I jumped to pool three, not pool two. Um, the, the final game of the day on Saturday in pool three will be Northampton against Scarlets, uh, where I'll be working. And Give me Northampton. Doing the pitch side reporting. So, uh, you know... Now, uh, Scarlets, as you said, have won uh, all but one game. Yeah. Northampton have lost all but one game this year. But I still think Northampton should have enough. Northampton should have enough at home, but yes. I, 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 Scarlets are a that's a potential feisty, banana skin. Yeah, I, I potential think... banana skin then. Well, uh, if if we knew, we wouldn't play. But they just they only narrowly and just lost and could have won at the death against the Leinster team with all their internationals back. Still so, think Northampton. I'd like Scarlets win, but it'll, it will be in Northampton. Northampton. Uh, is there a word you want me to get into one of the chats with the director of rugby? No, I'm not going to play that game. Do not play that game. You've you've just got the job. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get you nice and established first before we start messing with directors of uh, rugby. So Very I, sensible, JV. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> so I jumped to pool three. So let's go back to pool two. These games both happening on Sunday. Bordeaux Bagel against Clermont. All French affair. No idea. Now Clermont lost on the road to. Uh, Stade Francais this weekend. Stade Francais have been doing very poorly. Bordeaux have got a bit of cash to chuck about. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Bordeaux at home. I'll just take any oh, French team at home. Clermont are top of the league. Give me Clermont. All right. Uh, and Ospreys Exeter, 5.30 on Sunday. Ooh, that's not straightforward. Yeah, it's quite a in, wa- in Wales. Yeah. Well, last time I believe last time Exeter saw Welsh opponents, they beat Cardiff by like 40 points or something. So... And Ospreys are—they are not playing well this year. Give me Exeter, but not but they, by much. I guess they have lost a lot of their players. They should have all their internationals back. This is going to be an incredible season, and there's going to be twists and turns because I think it's something like with you—if you're involved in Europe, the, the pool stages and the Aviva Premiership means it's something like 25 weekends in a row with no break. Yeah. Rest those players, please. <laughs> there's no need. There's no World Cup. Just run them into the ground, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Exeter Chiefs as well. Uh, and uh, that, yeah, Exeter. They're looking really, really good. Chiefs. That's pull two. Um, pull through. Uh, pull three. We've done pull four, and we go back to Friday night. First game of the week. Excuse me, of the weekend in the European Rugby Champions Cup. Leicester Tigers against Stade Francais. Ooh. Seven forty-five Friday night. Uh, a replay of one of the all-time greatest finals. Um, Unfortunately, well, and if we'd have had some of their kits from yesteryear, Leicester's kit from a couple of years ago, we could have had some of the all-time great kits. Do you know yeah. what? Unfortunately, we, we can't because the all-time best Stade Francais kit was actually the electric blue with red lightning, not the not not the pink one. Not the mm. pink one. No, not the pink one. Unfortunately, they they, they let everyone down. Um, I'm uh, Stade Francais at home. No, no. Leicester. 
at Wilford. Stad Francais have struggled a bit at the start of the season after winning it last last year. It, Leicester. Leicester but only at home. just. Leicester at home for me as well. Yeah, Leicester at home. Hopefully they'll have Ayerts are back and strengthen that pack a little bit. And then we jump to Saturday evening. I don't think we'll spend too long on this one. Pool four, the other two teams are Munster, who are at home at Toman Park against Benetton Treviso. Ooh, this will be close. Uh, a Pro 12 affair. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. Benetton Treviso have probably stayed in Ireland after their game against Connacht this weekend just gone. Makes sense. Yeah. And that, there's all the teams represented there. Wasps oh, no, Pool 5, Pool 5. Yeah, what am I talking about? Pool 5, uh, Leinster against Wasps, Sunday, the f- uh, 1 p.m. I think Wasps are designed for this competition, though. I really do. They've got big, big pack, and they've got an athletic pack as well. They're not just big, they're athletic. And the pace, I mean, actually, I think Wasps are what Bath were, Bath were last year. I think Bath will go backwards, Wasps will go forwards. Now, I, I would have said, based on everything that you're saying, I would have agreed with you and said that Wasps have got a real chance here, particularly had they had... Former Leinsterman, Jimmy Gopeth. That is a big... Pulling the strings. He knows the opposition. He knows the ground. If he was playing, that would make a real big difference. Without him, I think Leinster will have enough. Leinster will be without Rob Carney. They'll still have enough. They'll They'll have Luke Fitzgerald. Dave Carney at fullback. Uh, uh, Jackson had a good... Not Jackson. Is it Jackson? Yeah, Yeah. Jackson, the other... other Madigan. No, uh, Rudy... Rory... Rodri, whatever his name oh, is. Oh no, yeah. you're talking about Rod Wasps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, I think his beard is awful. I don't Absol- like it. Oh, and they've man. got Charles Charles Piertau, and they've got Wade. Uh, and uh, have you, got uh, you mentioned Frank beards? Alive. I'm just wondering. There hasn't been too many people getting on board the Movember train yet. Although there's uh, been a few. Tom Catterick, he must have started his in July last year. Yeah. July 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because he's he's got very much a wing commander kind of look. If you have a chance to look well, at his yeah, uh, his I mean, moustache, and Catrick is actually the name of the, brig- of the biggest garrison in the in in the United Kingdom. So well, there, there you go. go. Catrick Garrison. Yeah, uh, I, I think Leinster will win at home. Yes, him now believing later wasps. And three fifteen. What about this one? Toulon against Bath. Where? In Toulon. In Toulon. Yeah, good luck with that, boys. Toulon. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see big? You wanted to see Big Sam in that fixture. I'd rather have Francois Lowe and uh, Matt yeah. Garvey. Yeah, I'd rather have Francois Lowe and uh, Carl Ferns, but obviously that can't happen. Uh, Francois Lowe and Matt Garvey as my flankers with uh, Houston and Burgess covering Leroy. I, I, I want to know who they're going to sign though. No, you need to be have your very best players playing at the very best. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Ras- Agreed. <laughs> Racing Club Toulon to win that one. We, uh, we, I think we're done, aren't we, boys? Must be. We, there must be something we haven't covered off. There probably is, but we'll just. Uh, we'll yeah, just, we'll, we'll oh, do we, it again. Yeah, we can cover it another time. Oh yeah, we don't want to. Uh, it, it feels like we have a lot more to. Um, feels like we've got a lot more to cover now because we've got one podcast a week. Yeah, we have to so, squeeze it all in. It's a good point. It's a good point. Oh, that's that's the one thing I was going to say. Um, um, it's obviously all done and dusted and out there now and uh, we're all excited about Lon- London Irish and their American adventure oh that's what we're going to need to the USA are launching a professional rugby league that's two things two things there's also uh, oh, so uh, let, let there's me... also a yeah, very big on. elephant in the room huh? in the form of that box in the corner oh oh what is that box 
Did neither of you notice that I brought a massive box in with me today? Yeah, but you always carry massive boxes. What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, Tim, let me show you. What is in the better, box? It better be good. Oh, right? I'm excited now. I didn't have any idea about this. It's better be good. I want to kick off. So Phil's opening a big box it at the moment. Big box. It's a large box. Oh, it's got like a lid on that ah. box. And there's three things in here. Okay, if you can hear, if, uh, uh, if you can't hear Phil, there's three things in it. He said. Is it? Is it a dead sex worker? That's not that's not a stash. I was expecting a shirt to come out of that. That's something solid. Well. What is oh, that? or maybe it is. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I don't believe what I think might be happening uh, right now. No, no, I know what. No, 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 it's all open together. Stop, 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 stop. I love these boxes so much. So do you want to, des- do you want to describe what oh. you can see in front of you, Jay? Do you know that scene on American Psycho? Where they are exchanging business cards, and like, <laughs> and like I love it, that scene so yeah, much. It, it's, it's it's a perforated cardboard, isn't it? And I think there's something most central about touching these boxes. Yeah, it's the texture to the it. The texture. Isn't it? I also like the scene with the two women that he. Uh, not as I'm, much. <laughs> I, not as much as this. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's, we we have a box. It's um, it's it's a deep about, brown. It's about half a meter long and by. 30 centimetres wide or maybe 60 centimetres yeah. long by 30 centimetres wide grey and it's got the um, it's got the silhouette of three native birds to New Zealand and underneath <laughs> saying the word that just means quality great design and rugby uh, the word Canterbury okay do you know what it is yet? I've got an idea. Well, I've got I, an idea. I've got an idea. Because there, there was an event that happened this week where Canterbury announced themselves as... Um, I don't want to say it in case <laughs> that's not what's <laughs> in the <laughs> box. Do, do say it. Let's just have a look. Should we just open the box? Three, Three two, two, one. Oh. Yes! Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, right, so there's, there's... Oh, you're joking. There's two, no. things, there's two <laughs> things in the box. There's one, there's a shirt. God, I love Canterbury. Oh, Wonderful. There's a jersey, um, a, a classic design, British and Irish Lions jersey. Looks like it could have been worn in the 70s, 80s. Uh, 1959. It's, oh, it's from, apparently in the 1959 t- uh, tour to New Zealand, um, Canterbury produced their first ever Lions shirt after the existing manufacturer's shirts were ruined and Canterbury stepped in mid-tour. Oh, and it's gave glorious. Them that is beautiful. It is glorious. That is beautiful. Stunning, isn't it? And, and we've got. It's signed by. We've got, we've, got an old, we've got a team picture from. Is that from the 19. That's the 59. 59 team. tour to Australia and New Zealand. I bet they had banter. And it's signed by. Can you tell who those two well, signatures yeah. are? Keith Wood, Keith is that Wood. like head of design for Canterbury, is it? What's he doing? He's an ambassador. <laughs> Keith Wood, uh, former Ireland and British and Irish. Well, Lions just a Lions hooker. legend. And that's Will Carling, isn't it? I think it's Will Greenwood. Oh, Will Greenwood. Yeah, Will Greenwood. Yeah. Uh, oh, the shirt is awesome. Will Greenwood's cool, but I'll tell you right now, his dad's. Can you, you can buy cooler. these, presumably. These are available. Uh, no, you yes. can't buy these. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is like the. Uh, these are stunning. Leisure wear um, section, rather than the plate. This won't be the playing kit. This is the leisure wear range. The boys could play in this, though. Oh, they could. It's such a good jersey. Look at the badge on it. Ah, oh, I'd love it. I think it's amazing. Thank you very much, Canterbury. Wonderful kit manufacturer. Thank you. Again, con- congratulations on signing the deal with the British and Irish Lions. Yeah. No, 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 no. Congratulations, congratulations to the British, British and Irish Lions yes. signing a deal with Canterbury. <laughs> um, other signings that have been done. There's going to be six professional sides in the US. That's what I was mentioning. There's going to be a, yes. pro- a professional rugby league. I hope six, Canterbury make that. Six pro teams. Is it just US or is it North America? Is there going to be a Canadian team? I think it's. 
just the US? I think it's just the US. I've not heard anything about Canada. Uh, maybe. That would be a good thing. Do you know what we should do? We should actually phone up American Rugby Pod and see what they have to say at St. because they are the experts on all... Their knowledge on American Rugby is literally second to none. Literally yeah. is second to none. They're, what they don't know about rugby is actually... Uh, and even, even well, Samu Manoa knows less yeah. than, than the American rugby part. We'll, right. uh, we'll have to hook up with them maybe in New York City. Oh, yeah, when we go over because, there. Because uh, London Irish and Saracens are going to be playing in a Viva Premiership game there. It was announced uh, at the Red Bull Stadium in New Jersey. Who plays Red Bull Stadium? Oh, New York Red Bulls. On the <laughs> Saturday, the 12th of March. Uh, a first of its kind. The first time an Aviva Premiership game has been played abroad. And it's going to be a few days before St. Patrick's Day. So... Uh, London Irish there with a, with a, with a bold venture and um, we're, we're trying to work on currently having Bob Casey as a guest on the show to have a little bit of a natter about it there. Awesome. Is well, he the chief exec at uh, Yeah, he is. Yeah. What about London Nick Kennedy? Irish? Nick Kennedy. Friend, friend, of the, friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Did you know his, his mum's an author? An author. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we were in uh, America, we bumped into him and Jay told him that very fact. Yeah. He, he, Hi, Nick. Your mum's an author. <laughs> she is. How do you know that? Oh, amazing. Well, there we go. Uh, at Rugby Podcast is where you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, you can email tim at eggchasers.com. Get your rugby lookalikes coming in and we'll give you a mention on the next one or anything else you think of between now and the next pod. Enjoy the rugby. And JB, can we, because we started with it, can we finish with it? Absolute banter flying around already. <laughs> Lads. That was uh, maybe cowhead for the last time on the yeah. podcast. We should uh, destroy that. Destroy the whole tablet, actually. Yeah. Not, not just that. Yeah, but. not just that. The tablet is contained on. Um, right, nice one, JB, and nice one, Phil. Cheers, Cheers Tim. Tim. See you next time. Bye.